Bula, and welcome to the Against All Odds podcast with Mimi and your boy Matt. Today we are in the birthday boy. <laughs> yeah, today is my birthday. Uh, turned 26, but we are in Fiji right now. Uh, we recorded a podcast for the premium members earlier. It was so good. It was a really good it podcast. It was our first one that we didn't have to edit at all. But the computer wasn't plugged in. And then when the computer like went to power save mode, it cut out mm-hmm. and we lost everything. So that was frustrating. So we're basically going to do everything that we talked about in the premium membership again in here. Um, so that's the plan. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't delete all this stuff or else that would be bad. Roll intro. Yeah, today I turned 26. And it's been in an, Fiji, though. In Fiji, yeah. I am not 26 yet in America, but I will be soon. How does it feel to be 26? I'm feeling I'm in my late 20s now. That's pretty crazy. You're almost 30. I don't want to say almost. You're above <laughs> midway. It, the thing is, it doesn't like aging to me. Like that doesn't scare me at all because. To be honest, I don't want to be like, you know, chest thumping. But like, mm-hmm. I really feel like I have a lot of my life figured out. And I'm really happy with where I am. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I have you. I'm really happy with that. That's all you need. You're good. My career is, my career is going uh, well with soccer. I'm, I'm, I'm really content. So aging doesn't scare me at all. Like, I'm fine with it. The only thing, I, I mean, I just don't want my metabolism. I just don't want to lose my six pack. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> But I, you know, I have a bet with my mom that says that I know. Uh, by 40, yeah, if I have a six pack, then I get like a thousand bucks or something and it's going to happen. I'll have a six pack. You'll do I'm it. 40. Even if you have to do it just for like a month before, yeah. like just to get it. Going like a big cut or something. Yeah, no, but you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean this trip, I, we haven't talked about anything in the Fiji trip because the last podcast got deleted, but we are here for like a four day, five day, four night kind of vacation um, and it's perfect because it's kind of just on the way from New Zealand back to America. Season finished in New Zealand, did not get relegated. Mm-hmm. Uh, great last game, beat a pretty good team of Miramar, and just everything was just really good. Uh, what are you going to miss about New Zealand? Um, I'm going to miss their bread. <laughs> they had really good bread. Admit it, they had really good bread. I don't know. Sandwich bread. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Just tastes like normal multi-grain I'm gonna, bread. I'm going to miss my soy and linseed one. Yeah. But um, I'm just going to miss just the small town feel of it. Because yeah. I'm from a big city, big town. And, you know, I mean, I do see see people that I know when I walk around, but it's not the same as in Wellington, I feel like. Wellington's special with, about that. Like, you can go anywhere. No matter, mm-hmm. anytime you go into town, you'll see somebody that you know. And that can be a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah. I liked it. I'm a social person, so I like seeing people. I'm definitely I'm gonna... I'm gonna... Wait, I'm not bugging out. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. I'm really gonna miss... This is gonna sound really lame, but like the plants and just... Like the scenery, the scenery is very interesting because it's tropical, but there's also a lot of pine trees, and then there's like these Jurassic Park ferns everywhere. Yeah. So when you when it, when you walk around, you feel like you're on a different planet. Yeah, you, it really is like that, and I think the birds too. Like the birds yeah. sound so like that one, especially that makes like that the weird tui. noise. Yeah, yeah, the tui bird, which I've talked about tons of my videos. But um, but yeah, I, it was sad to leave because like I've talked about, you know, I've talked about the hard part about being a pro is that you're away from your friends and family. But I think another part that sucks about being a pro is that 
because you are away, you develop very fast and close bonds with anybody or everyone that you go to in the next place or that place where you are. You know, I developed in crazy bonds over in Germany. Remember Simone? Mm-hmm. Little German Simone. Um, and then I developed amazing friendships over at Orange County and St. Louis. Crazy great friendships over at St. Louis. And then now in New Zealand, you know, I was living with a family. I felt part of that family with the Hornsby's. Yeah, really. And then you are just always constantly feeling like that you're leaving right when it's getting good. You know, like right when... I know, I told you, right when we were leaving was right when I was getting like all the streets down. Yeah. Like I totally knew my way around. I felt comfortable. But not even that. Like I'm just saying like with friends and family, mm-hmm. like I felt so comfortable around the Hornsby's. My teammates are in New Zealand and I was there for six months. Like I really felt like I was starting to bond with, click with and get close with. St. Louis, you're there for nine months and that's where they really become, you know, I think it takes about six months until they really become like your best friends that you can really mm-hmm. open up with. And so you're just finally feeling so comfortable with everybody and then it just, you know, circumstances come up and you have to leave. And it's here was a positive leave because I'm going hopefully onto a bigger and better club, bigger and better team and pushing back into that fully professional environment. But it's still sad every time to leave that. And like, especially saying mm-hmm. by the Hornsby's was hard at the airport. You know, it was like, because it really felt like my second family. Yeah. And um, I mean, you have to remember too, though, like it's not the end. Like I know Tyler Hornsby wants to try to play pro somewhere. So I don't know. We have like these kind of bets going about like who he's going to see again. And yeah. There, I feel I feel confident that you're going to see a few of them I'll again. see. I know I'll see the Hornsby's again, which is cool because I just have in my gut, like I know that they're going to come over to America one time or I want might want to take another trip down mm-hmm. to New Zealand. And if I'm down there, for sure, the first people I'm hitting up are the Hornsby's, you know, like I, I have to. Um, so I know I'll see them again, for sure. Uh, and we might even have to meet in Fiji, you know, another time because this place is Fran would dope. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Fiji, like the trip here, you know, coming back here. Yeah, let's talk about Fiji a little bit. It's been amazing. What has been like your expectation of coming here? Because you really didn't know much about Fiji other than what, you know, the island tropicalness that you, you were told. You neither. I mean, yeah, well, I knew a little bit more. Kind of. I, I still well, knew you more. You probably talked to people more. Yeah, I did it. talk to people. Um, one huge thing that I didn't expect with Fiji was, or they say Fiji, is uh, the landscape of the island i was expecting i guess like hawaii where it's kind of more tropical mm-hmm. and more plants and palm trees and greenery rainforest rain yeah just more tr- like a tropical vibe but here i mean at least on the main island that we're on because there's like a million islands but mm-hmm. 300 or something yeah there's something like 300 islands yeah but the island that we're on the main one is just like it's kind of like an african safari yeah. like desert vibe we are i do want to say we are right now in the middle of the dry season and we are as well also, yeah but you can also kind of i know but you get a feel for it's not like yeah. there's like dead trees everywhere there's no trees yeah you but know? we are also are as well on the dry side of the island too so not only when the dry season we're in the dry side I, I mean i figured that there's different you know yeah because we're about an hour south of nandi which is yeah, that's another funny. thing. <laughs> uh, so the city that we flew into is spelled N-A-D-I. And we were calling it Nadi. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? Nadi. And then um, one of, I think it was Tyler Hornsby was like, yeah, there's a silent N. It's Nandi. Nandi. And then Shelly, we went home and you're like, wait a minute. That's not even a silent N. That's an invisible N. I've never it's seen not that even before. in the word. It's usually like with a silent letter, like it's K. There. It's usually Like if you there. want to do K for night, yeah. it's the K is there, but it's silent. Here, 
There is no end. There's so no it's not end. a silent end. It's an invisible end. There's just an end there. You yeah. have to say Nandi. Yeah, but um, another kind of huge surprise, I guess, with Fiji is the people. The So most of the people that work in the resort that we're staying at are Fijian. And they are the most soft-spoken people <laughs> I have ever met in my entire life. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a bad way whatsoever. They are the nicest people. I think the nicest group of employees and Very just people nice, that yeah. I've ever met. Um, everywhere you go, they're just like, Bula! Bula! Because that's like they're a little hot. They say Bula to everybody. But um, when we order, like when they take our order and stuff at restaurants or for drinks and, or anything, it's like... Like, tell that story that happened to you. I think it was at the beach when well, we were trying to order. that wasn't about soft-spokenness. That was just about the laid-back island time. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> that's another thing. So they... It's like you can't even understand them, really, because they're kind of whispering to you, and they're just so... It's almost... It's almost like a shyness, but it's just like a... It's like a softness. They're like these big, menly guys, but then they're like, so, um... What would you like to would drink? You, you want to drink? drink? You want some water? Oh, cool. And then you end up, like, whispering back. You're like, yeah, I'll get some water. <laughs> it's really weird about how like it's so it's just so different because then we feel so loud and like annoying and you can also tell the americans in the resort because another thing about fiji that we're learning is that everybody kind of runs on island time <laughs> and uh we knew about that beforehand because it was in the reviews for the place they're like yeah five star resort amazing great but man like they're on island time there because yeah. there's it's so not many bad service no it's not bad and there's just so many like stressed out americans stressed out business workers like just people from all over the world who are trying to escape this like business crazy fast-paced life and they come here and they expect us to like order like in a second or to have yeah. a waiter come over and like talk to you right away and you have to just kind of sit <laughs> and it's hard you have to go through this like transition to like get used to it and you see the americans that are like not quite used to it yet yeah. like we were at dinner last night and you know it takes about you know five ten minutes just to get someone to come over and get you know give you water or whatever and you just have to you just enjoy each other's company yeah and there's this couple next to us that was from somewhere in the u.s she's like uh we're ready to order now <laughs> like just yelling across the restaurant and i was like she doesn't know they're on the island time yet. Like she's figuring it out. <laughs> and I was sitting and I wanted to order like drinks. And so we we're trying to get the, and the waiter comes over and Mimi was gone in the bathroom or something. And he's like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, and he's like, he's like, nice day, huh? I'm like, yeah. He goes, it's too hot for me. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, it's too hot. I'm like, yeah, it is pretty hot, but I like it. Cause I was cold in New Zealand. It's like, Oh, you're in New Zealand. I'm like, yeah, for six months. He's like, cool, cool. And he kind of turns, he looks out the ocean and he's like, so where are you going after this? I'm like, back to America. He's like, oh, nice, nice. <laughs> and looks back at the ocean. Five seconds pass of him just looking out. I'm just sitting there. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Turns back to me after five seconds. So, you want anything to drink? <laughs> I was like, oh. Like, actually, since you're asking. Yeah, it was like a full cover. And it was like, I like that because it's like, this, what's the, what is the need? Because I was yeah. like, we're not in a rush. There's mm -hmm. no rush. We're here for five days, four days or whatever. There's yeah. no rush at all. Exactly. But it's just funny because you just you have to realize that and then realize that there it's not bad service of them taking forever to even get you water. It's, it's, it's it, it must I, just cultural. be their culture. Yeah. Like they're just not in a hurry at all. Yeah. But it's been an amazing place to um, spend my birthday. Uh, it's just different, like even from Hawaii and stuff like that, because like here's it's very there's no waves really, like even in the ocean side, because we have a little lagoon and bay, but it's just very still, very relaxing, calm. calm. The resort's very spread out, so you're never around tons of tour tourists. Even like we'll have go to the main beach, and there's like five six people there in this big beach. Yeah, so it's very... I mean it is the off season, but still this resort is just so spread out yeah. that you feel 
you feel like you're by yourself at the yeah. beach with the pool, which is really nice. It's really, really nice. So it's yeah. been it's been great. And then the good thing about this place too is like it has a really good gym because that was one thing. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to take this time, if you guys have been following me on YouTube, which I'm guessing you guys do, but um, I wanted to take this time kind of off editing videos and doing the emails and the programs and the work because that is what really takes up the 10 hours of my day. But my body has been feeling so good and I've wanted to, you know, now I'm finally feeling back up to that 98, 99%. And instead of taking a week off and then dropping even down to 95% again, and then having to get back into the workouts, I'm like, mm-hmm. no, we're ramping it up. So for the, the last four days, including this morning on my birthday, we've gone to the gym. We've gotten really, really good workouts. Yeah, we've done really good workouts here. Yeah. And it's nice too, because if it's just like us and then we just turn the, the fans off. And so it's, it's warm. Hot, warm, and <laughs> so kind of humid. sweat. Um, but I've been doing like in, like I've been doing like high intensity interval training cardio sessions like kind of modeled after um, a lot of different stuff. But one of the player I found like John Terry's workouts, which I'll do a full YouTube video about. But uh, I've been doing a lot of his cardio sessions, and I've been feeling really. I've been completing them, doing them really well with no pain, no problems. Um, so again, it's just continuing, just strengthening up, getting better, training, doing all that stuff. And uh, once I get back to America, now I will again have another four months. And I can't even imagine where I'll be in four months of training, working out and doing all this stuff and really, really feeling back to where I was. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully push. The goal is to push back into the USL um, or into an equivalent pro league. You know, I could go up to Canada, anywhere. It really doesn't matter. Scandinavia, over to Asia. We're aiming for the U.S. though. I'd like to play in the U.S. (laughs) It's just so nice to play in the U.S. in front of your friends, family. Everybody speaks English. That's the main language. Um, there's obviously no cultural differences, you know, it's just, you can plug our electronics in yeah. the walls. <laughs> yeah, you can plug our electronics in the wall without a converter and Mimi always steals my converter. So, but yeah, um, so that's going to be the general plan. And then, um, today for my birthday, Mimi was super nice this morning. She went out and when I was still in bed, like 7am in the morning, she got 6:50. up. I was actually really surprised because never ever do you wake up before me and get out of bed it was the it was the instincts remember i told you that my mom like when i was sick she had to wake up every two hours (laughs) to give me medicine yeah she didn't set an alarm she just had this thing where she knew she had to get up Mm -hmm. i didn't set an alarm this morning i just told myself i'm like i'm gonna get out of bed before shelly does (laughs) and i just opened my eyes checked my phone it was 6 50 i was like perfect i got out of bed (laughs) and you were like i knew you were like going to wake up so i was like i better just run out of here really quick because i woke up when you were out i'm like oh Maybe I thought you were in the shower or something. I was like, oh, maybe you must be in the shower, whatever. And then you came I back. I knew you wouldn't think anything of it if I was gone. <laughs> I was outside, like, getting whatever. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was freaking out. I was like, he's going to wake up and be confused. And I was like, wait a minute. It's Shelly. He's not even going to care, though. He's not even going to notice that I'm gone, I, It took me a few. I was lying back because my phone turned this way. Yeah, because you're always just, like, looking at and it. And I was looking at my phone. I was looking at, like, the market or whatever. And then I turned back and I was like. Oh, Mimi's not here. Like, That's weird. I'm, Mimi's never out of bed. And then I, I didn't even put two and two together. It was my birthday. And then all of a sudden you come back in and you had like the chocolate bar, my favorite hokey pokey chocolate bar from New Zealand, a nice dessert, uh, cheesecake dessert that is in the fridge These now. These cool like chocolate things I'll show it top. on the camera. But yeah, that would be dessert tonight after we go to dinner. And then um, she brought it like a cappuccino and a nice card. So that was like, I've, I've never had coffee like brought to me in bed before. So that was pretty cool. Um, I, w- I honestly wanted to bring get you like breakfast in bed or do like the it's too much like the uh, room service in bed. But oh, I was like yeah. it would take like an hour of <laughs> island time, so I wouldn't be able to. Surprise and we're trying you. to go to the gym. I we know got places to be. I know. I was like, and he's gonna want to work out, so I just got you coffee. I was like, we'll get mm-hmm. the buffet later. And then after the gym, we came back, showered, had a nice breakfast buffet in here. 
And then we went, I got a little juggling session, some photo shoot. Yeah, we went to the beach beach. for a while and I had Instagrammed today a picture of you and I had just tagged the location like Marriott, uh, Momi Bay in Fiji and they commented on my Instagram, which surprised me in itself. And they were like, oh, we're so glad you're here, Matt, like happy birthday. And then we came back from the pool and the beach today and this was on our table. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see <laughs> yeah, this. If you're not this. watching it, we're oh, not yeah, going to tell you what it is. <laughs> yeah, go, <laughs> go look. Um, I thought it was champagne, but it's actually a really nice Pinot Noir, just white wine. Which is a white. Yeah, he had to figure that out. Um, but I think, wait a minute, it has like a champagne-like top, though. It might be champagne. It probably, it sounds like it would yeah, be champagne. Yeah, it's definitely champagne. All right, well, then they gave us champagne, so... Uh, I, it's... Champagne Pinot Noir. I don't know. Okay. Chardonnay Pinot Noir. I don't think they care. Creamy bubbles. (laughs) I'm confused, though. We'll drink it eventually. It's bubbly wine. Are we drinking that tonight? Oh, I've got a couple glasses of that. Enjoy that. So that, I mean, that's something too, even for a business standpoint, like how awesome that is of a business to do that. I know. And they went to the trouble of finding out what room we were in. Like making sure it was you and your birthday or whatever. And like that shocked me. Because it was on your Instagram, but and the it's hotel's not that I'm a big name. Instagram person. I have two thousand followers. They're all just from my high school. It's not like they're doing it just, you know, because yeah. it's someone important because I'm not. And it, and they would have no idea like I didn't tell the hotel when I was booking the place that it was my birthday. Yeah. Like I, I just was like, Oh wait, we came back. I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah, and we've it had just, a, we've had just amazing service here overall. And so like that that for is like a business standpoint it's really cool to see because it makes you realize that it is that little extra mile that really mm-hmm. makes the business that much better. Because that, now like if I'm going to you know tell anybody how it yeah. was, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention the story. Exactly. And I was like, yeah, it was a really good hotel, but the amazing thing was like it was my birthday. They had no idea, but just from one Instagram post that Mimi did they gave me a full bottle of champagne and brought it to the room. Do you know what it also shows too, though? Huh. It shows the power of social media yeah. and how important it is now. Yeah, like, it's true. It's that's the the everything, mm-hmm. everything. And there there's people that companies hire that just do that. Like I'm sure there's someone that Marriott hired and said, "You're in charge of the social media. For sure. You're in charge of making all of everybody who's here feel special. You know, reach out yeah. and." I mean, they're doing a good job. Yeah. So, and, and that's just stuff that even you can bring into your own business as well. Like mm-hmm. if, for become elite, you know, like that's just like, I should try to go the extra mile with extra stuff, you know? And I try to do that with like elite challenge members. If any of you guys are listening, like I really try to take my time with game analysis stuff or really try to take my time and answer emails. And, and he does. I mean, I'm the witness here. Like I'll see when he's answering emails. And I think most of the time when you hear like a business person saying, you know, I have to go answer emails, you think like, you know, just like one sentence or like referring you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And he's, he writes paragraphs or he, he watches your videos, your game film. Like he just, he goes the extra mile and he always has. He's done that since the first email he ever got. And he gets like hundreds, I don't know, 50 a day. Yeah, like 50 a day probably. And yeah. he puts in the same effort every single time. So it's, for me, it was always like, I always thought like when I was building a brand where it's like, I knew like the people that I really liked or something or just like a reply or favorite or a like of a comment or just a little connection like that, like means the world. Yeah. Like even just getting this in our room, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I feel special. So if I could, especially like I, my thing was I answered every single DM, every single email, every single comment, everything until, um, until the, it until got to the point where impossible. it was impossible. Yeah. And now like, again, like I wish I could, but 
it's it would if I did that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to make YouTube videos, and that would then I wouldn't have any comments in the exactly. after that. But um, I I just think that you know that's the goal of building a brand is trying to make the connections with people and little special stuff like that. And I think meetups are really good with that. And that's why with meetups, I try to go the extra mile too. And like really, you know, I'll stay after for two hours. Well, And you try to give them something valuable too. It's not just like, Hey, take a picture with me. It's yeah. I'm going to teach you train, something and train, train yeah. and let's like get let's something fun, out yeah, of it. Play. I think, yeah, you've, you've always been really good at that. Yeah. But strip has been amazing. We still have two more days. And um, then after that, go back to America. Are you and looking? That's when it all starts. <laughs> that's when it starts. Are you looking forward to the ten-hour flight? I'm not sure because I don't know if you have anything up your sleeve. I'm not sure what you planned. What do you mean planned? We have normal seats. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not gonna get your help up helps up. They're not first-class seats. Maybe they're not. They're economy <laughs> seats. So don't expect like, oh, he's gonna have a surprise, and then it's an economy. So, fuck. Did I just hit your knee? God, yeah. Oh, he has like this open wound that's just always in the way. God. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Yeah, no, honestly, I'm not worried about the flight at all. The flight here was like weirdly the easiest flight I've ever done. Like it was easier than going to like Chicago. I don't know why. Like I just got in my spot. I had an aisle seat. I had everything planned out. I had my comfy socks on. Like I had my book. I read a book, fell asleep, woke up, and I was there. It was it. Like there was no time where I was like, okay, you know, like how much longer? Like I never reached that point where I was yeah. like impatient. That's when you know it's a good flight because when you're just sitting there hoping for time to go by, that's like the worst. I just always save a lot of stuff, like a lot of work to do. Like I know like this flight, I have like a full elite challenge program for um, September. I have to do tons of video footage to go through and edit because I haven't been editing this entire week. Yeah. And so it's all about like even selecting the stuff that you need internet for, like selecting a song, doing exactly. some stuff. The problem though that is stuff. that most of my work though requires the internet because I do a lot of like researching and yeah. creating like collages and mood boards and stuff. So I need the internet yeah. to do that. Um, but I, I do try to set myself up though for work to mm-hmm. try to accomplish something. But I'm excited to get back on American soil. Like it is kind of like funny when I, especially was big, I was in nine months in Germany. And when I landed back in America, I think that was more big because um, they didn't speak English over there. So I remember I picked back. you up. I picked you up when you got back from Germany. And the first thing we did was we went to Chipotle. Yeah. But then I think we also went to a grocery store because you wanted to pick something up. And I remember like your face, like when you came out, you're just like, oh my God, like I could read everything. Yeah. You were so excited. And like that was one huge thing that you could just read everything. And then another thing was like space. You're like, there's so much space. Like I could walk down the aisle yeah. and there was just space everywhere. <laughs> yeah, because the German And then markets. I remember you like picked up a quarter. You're like, a quarter. It's like, Shelly, you weren't even gone a year. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, imagine going nine months though where you can only pick out a few words everywhere you go. I know. Everywhere I, you go. I and the same it. thing, like everywhere you go, no matter what, you have to prepare in your head how you're going to say, how's it going today? Like in German, you know, mm-hmm. or like you want to order food. And it doesn't even like come that natural. Like you have to be like, okay, and then he'll probably say this. And then this is a good response to that. Yeah. Versus America, you can just be like, I don't need, I remember in Chipotle standing in the line, I was like, okay, how do I say, um, I would like a burrito, please. And I'm like, I already, I know how to say that because it's English. <laughs> Give me a burrito. Yeah. So like, that was really cool um, to come back. But it's still, even from going to New Zealand for five months, it's still like, you know, I'm excited for roads that are wider because mm-hmm. I don't have to pull over and have these cars go through. I can just go down the road. Yeah. That was, that was one thing that 
frustrated me a lot about New Zealand was that, and I don't, I don't believe that it was because of the the lack of space because they had space. There was a lot of land that was undeveloped, but they made every road like five feet wide. Like it was, it was the point where like in nice, like nice, wealthy, like it wasn't that that was a problem, you know, like in these nice affluent areas, you, it was only a one road. Yeah one car road and you had to like scoot over for the other person and then i remember when your friends came from australia they were from sydney i was like oh like you guys are you guys excited to go back to sydney on like the big roads they're like no like ours are like this too i'm like you have a giant no, country their roads was big. no they said that theirs is like that too they said some roads but they said they had bigger roads that too no because i remember saying like thinking to myself like that you guys have so much space over there like why yeah. i don't know maybe that's just an american thing that we yeah, but when you're growing up with it, you just feel claustrophobic everywhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for that, and then I'm also excited just like for nice new gyms, like 24 hour fitness, LA I fitness know. stuff like that. And then the most exciting thing I'm excited for, the most exciting thing I'm excited for Chipotle. is um oh, oh yeah Chipotle. I'm gonna land to get Chipotle. Chipotle. But the most exciting thing I'm excited for, I gotta stop saying that, is to start my off season series. Because for my channel, you know, my favorite thing to do was that off-season series. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so cool to show every other day of the workouts and the plan and to going forward, the diets and the workouts, the fitness. Like, Because since everything was on my own, I could show everything. When I'm in season, you know, when you're training, especially with the pro team six days a week, you really only do like two or three workouts outside of that. And you even have breakfast with the team. Yeah, breakfast and lunch with the team. So then all I had to show was like, okay, well, here's two or three kind of half-assed workouts that I'll show you guys. And then the same but dinner every day. <laughs> because I'm so tired from the trainings, and we even had weightlifting with the team I couldn't show. Mm-hmm. I literally did that on top of it just to give show some stuff. And then, like, I would show dinner, and then other than that, like, sometimes I'd go out and get an extra training session in. But even then, like, it was, like, only in very special occasions. So I'm very excited for this off-season series to show everything. Mm-hmm. Um Again, because I feel like that was one of the best series on my channel. And I feel like that's what a lot of people really, everybody, I mean, a lot of people said they've been following because of the day in the life in Germany. But a lot of people have also said, like, my favorite series was the off-season series. And that's when and I started following you. Te- like, let people know, like, what they should expect from it if they haven't watched it before. If you haven't seen the off-season series or um, if you don't know what it is or whatever, or you have seen it, but you're wondering what this one's going to be like, um... The general plan, even for my off-season, first off, is the month of um, September, maybe into October, I do really, really want to try to train with um, USL teams to do trials, to do stuff like that. So off-season probably won't start until November. Um, I'm not sure which USL teams. Nothing is ever concrete until the day before, pretty much. So I could have all these teams say, no, you can't come in, or I could have tons of teams say, yes, Mm -hmm. you can come in. But then the plan is once off-season starts around beginning of November is to go to San Diego and um, we'll get an Airbnb hopefully together. And then... Um, yeah, so the aim is off-season in San Diego, in San but Diego. it's not 100%. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, I can't see why that wouldn't happen unless um, I would... I don't know. I can just see you be like, see ya, I'm going to India. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> yeah, I just, that's true. I have learned to not get my hopes up. Which is so great. that's why I don't want everybody else to get their hopes up. Yeah. But that but the, is the that aim. is the aim, and then um, basically with our own Airbnb and a kitchen and a nice weather outside is to show 
uh, everything, diet plan, breakfast, lunch, dinner. I want to be in like almost a, from a maintenance to like almost a clean bulk where I'm getting a little bit of muscle mass because I am even still skinnier from my surgery, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so gave me a little bit of muscle mass and just mainly focus on the training aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, and you're finally, you're telling me you're finally you're feeling like you can push yourself in the gym. Yeah. You know, like, so that'll be exciting for to the be last able to show. Because now it's not just going to be like, you know, rehab. rehab yeah, because so much of the gym sessions, it was like I would do rehab or I would even deadlift, you know, 135 pounds or do a, a little bit of a workout. And then my groin would start to feel sore or my abs would start to be painful. Mm-hmm. And like I couldn't even do um, functional workouts because I, I, I would just get so – my body wasn't ready for it. And it takes so long to get back up to that professional level. You know, mm-hmm. it took me – uh, 10 years of weightlifting to get up to the workouts that I was at now. So you can't come back in a couple months. And that's what a lot of people didn't understand too. But the whole off season series is now like the workouts are going to be good. The training's going to be good. You know, hopefully I can get some other people down in Southern California. Cause I know a lot of people in that area to come train with me. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Show the fitness and the cardio of getting back into shape and then show the full diet plan and everything. Um, with like an end goal of getting fit and ready for preseason. And then, uh, hopefully, you know, you never know again, but hopefully I have a team trials or something lined up, at least a preseason invite for that preseason. Mm-hmm. And then we started all over again. Um, but as you know, soccer goes, everything can change in a blink of an eye. You get one email from one agent or one person that says, look, I'm from uh, Sweden. I got a team here for you. Second division. Would you want to come over here? Trial for the team, blah, 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 blah then you follow that opportunity. Exactly why I'm not getting my <laughs> my hopes up. Yeah. Because at the beginning of our relationship, you know, I, I almost hesitated telling you a lot of stuff or plans of the future because I didn't want to be like, yeah, like even like for Italy, you know, like, yeah, you'll come over to Italy. That was and different then... though. I had plane tickets and it was the day that I was leaving okay, well, and I, I didn't, was packed. I, I didn't want to be <laughs> like, I didn't want to be like, okay, well, I'm going to, we'll do this and then you'll come over here and then this because there's so much of it changed and changed. Like I've told the story a lot, but like, my plan for Italy, like after the season ended in Germany, was to go around with my family and then Mimi was going to fly over and meet us in Rome. And we're going to be over in Italy for three weeks kind of as a vacation. I was going to go back to Germany and then I was going to pretty much sign with this fourth division team. Um, but halfway through that, halfway through that trip or a week into that trip. The day before my flight. <laughs> the day before uh, the, Mimi's flight, I got a trial invite into Orange County. And then it was my dream to play it in the USL. It was the most bittersweet moment of my entire life because <laughs> I was prepared to go spend, you know, my summer or whatever vacation in Italy traveling with you, yeah. which I was ecstatic about. I was preparing for months. I went shopping. I packed my whole bag. Like I told everyone, I was so excited. And then you text me, you're like, I'm flying into LA tomorrow. Can you pick me up? And that was the, like, it could, that was the best scenario that could happen because you were literally coming to play in Southern California, for yeah. Orange County. There couldn't have been a close, there literally is not a closer team you could have played for to my home. So it was like the best thing that could have happened, but like the worst at the same yeah. time. So it was the, I like, I remember that feeling exactly when I got that text. I was like, like my heart was just like, what do you do? What do you do? Are you mad? Are you happy? Like, <laughs> you know, I just couldn't. But the funny part was my mom was planning this party because it was when I graduated. I had just, I think... Was it when I graduated? Yeah. Oh, no, I was about to, right after that summer, I was going to go study abroad. Mm-hmm. So my mom was having this um, going away party for me because, like, my, I wasn't going to see my family for a long time because I was just going to go straight from Europe over to my study abroad. So I was just going to be gone. 
And then everybody knew I was going to go be with you in Europe, whatever. And then at the party the next day or whatever, you were there. And everyone was like, wait a minute. I'm like, yeah, I'm not leaving anymore. Yeah, people would be like, wait, isn't Mimi leaving tomorrow to, to go, go see, see you? you? Yeah, and like everybody in my family and all my friends and stuff were like, what's what's going on here? I'm like, yeah. surprise. Yeah, but that, I'm not leaving. And I remember specifically feeling a lot of pressure and no pressure, a weird range of pressure with that trial. Because usually you have so much pressure in the trial all put on yourself because you obviously want to sign that contract, you know, and you, if you, you understand that if it doesn't work out, you need to now find a new place. Mm-hmm. But this trial was really weird because I knew I had a contract in Germany in the fourth division, a great league to fall back yeah. on. Like they literally said, yeah, we'll have you blah, 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 blah. Like when you come back, we'll, you'll sign a contract like July 1st or something. So I knew that going over to Orange County, even if it didn't work out, I could still go back to Germany. I would still have a contract. But I had all this pressure on me because I'm like, well, I just ruined my trip to Italy. I ruined Mimi's entire trip to Italy. And then my whole plan was so excited because you were going to play at Orange County like if you made it. Yeah, and that was like I had so much pressure of people wanting me to play in Orange County. I had pressure from my family because I left them. So I was like, I have so much pressure for this trial to work out. And then at the point, it took a little bit longer for this contract to come through in Orange County. And I started kind of feeling like, well, if it doesn't work out in Orange County, now I won't even have that contract to go back in Germany. Yeah, you had to choose, I remember. You're like, so, if I go to Orange County, I'm going to ruin my chances over if I, here. If I stayed there after a certain, yeah. like I just said. But I, if I was there for a few days, they said, no, I could still fly back over and have that contract. But yeah, it was very um, a weird sense of pressure with that trial. But it all worked out, obviously, as you guys have seen on my YouTube channel. I document everything. But Yeah, and I, I try to not put pressure on you. Because I, like, I, I, I know that it's out of your hands 99% of the time. For me, it's just hard when my decisions are based on your decisions. And then, so like, you know, like it's hard when my life is uncertain because yours is uncertain. So like when I had a job, it was, it was hard because like, if you were like, yeah, like I'm going to go over, be over here for a couple of months. Like, you know, if I quit my job, like it was a big decision, like I would go and that would be a big life decision I was making because of what you were saying. Or like when I was in school, like if I bought a plane ticket that was, you know, that was pretty expensive, like I, I wanted to know that I wasn't wasting money. And that was the hard part when I would have to plan things around it. But now that I don't have my job anymore, it's easier and I don't care and there is no pressure because I don't have to have it figured out, you know? Yeah. So it was just, it's just, it's been hard to plan my life around something that's always changing and it's never certain. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I've gotten used to it. I don't mind it. I know. So even in New Zealand, uh, it's just because it's like people don't understand that lifestyle. And yeah. like if you're listening to this and if you're a kid that wants to go pro, which I'm assuming is a majority of you guys who are listening, that is like, you really don't understand it until you've been there about how uncertain your life is. Yeah, they're like most of the time in our life, I only know what we're doing up until like a couple days. Like right now, I know for a fact that we're going to be in Fiji until Saturday. Mm-hmm. And from there, everything is uncertain. Yeah, I know that we're going to be in LA. My brother's going to pick us up. Once we get in the car, I have no idea what's going to happen. And like, that's what I've learned. And people always ask me like, oh, what's his plan? I'm like, well, until Friday, he's going to be here. 
That's yeah. all I know. Like, yeah. I can't tell you where he's going to live, like, what city he's going to be in, like, where I'm going to be. Yeah. It's, like, always just, like, now I've learned that it's just literally until the end of that certainty, which is only a couple days usually, or, like, a week. Because even if you're in New Zealand over there, if someone would have said to you somewhere else in the world, hey, here's a contract for you that's really good, you would have left and you would have gone there. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I would have. So yeah. even even New Zealand wasn't certain. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't I couldn't go over there thinking, okay, one hundred percent, I'm going to be here for the rest of the season. Yeah, and that was like people ask me, like even you know teammates, families, or whoever over in New Zealand, they're like, so what's your plan? Like, what team are you going to go back with? Um, in in the USL, and I was like, whatever team will take me, you know, like it's going to be based on, and they're like, well, which area do you want to go? I'm like, look, you don't understand. Like, it's not like what area do you want to go or what team you go there and you have to be so mm-hmm. fluid that it's like whatever opportunity needs a right back, a domestic right back at you that know, moment, at that too. moment, the coach also likes me and I'm going to go there. I don't care if, if it's in Canada. I don't care if it's down in Florida. I don't care if it's in California. I don't care if it's in Seattle. Like, it's wherever. Ooh, that would be nice. I, or if it's in the middle of America, you know? Like, I'll go back to St. Louis. I'll go back. And people are always, and they don't understand, like, well, like, you don't have a team. You don't have anything concrete. Why don't you stay in New Zealand then? I'm like, well, because then why I, I want to push. And when you, you have push, to make yourself available for Yeah, like, when you push on and upwards like that, a lot of times you do have to be, because so many people either see the amateur side and the amateur side where it's like any team will pick you up, you know, like, oh, yeah, just sign your name down and play. Or they see the professional side where it's like fully Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, you know, Gareth Bale, where pretty much any club they want to go to, they just have to talk to their club yeah, and then I the transfer fluid, will happen. I think fluid is the best way to describe it. You just have to be fluid. Yeah. And but the majority, like, I mean, I've put these stats out. The majority of pro, uh, pros, pros, the majority <laughs> of pros... Um, I think it was like 50% of pros make less than a thousand dollars a month, you know, and that blows people's minds. Mm-hmm. They don't, they, people don't realize that. And so you have to think, well, then half of the pros, professional soccer players in the world, they're not, if you're making less than a thousand dollars a month, you don't even have the opportunity to be bouncing around. So I'm even in that upper, you got it for me on my channel. You're even seeing the upper half of the pro game, like go down to Guatemala and see these guys who aren't starters for their pro team. They that is like struggling. They can't even afford the ticket, you know. In some cases, to go even if an opportunity pops up. Luckily for the situation I'm in, if an opportunity does pop up in Sweden or anywhere, I can fly there and get to it. Mm-hmm. Majority is usually a lot harder, even. But that's just you know. I like talking about that. I like showing the real side, obviously, because my whole channel has been built off of showing the real side of the mm-hmm. professional game. Yeah. So our plans for tonight. Why don't we talk about that? Oh, yeah. Because it's your birthday, 26. We'll shift, we'll shift back to my birthday, yeah. Yeah, we're, do, we're coming first full circle back to Fiji. Uh, but it's his birthday tonight, and like we kind of touched on before, our resort is, I don't know if we actually said this, actually, but it's about an hour away from the main city. It's not close to really anything. They kind of bought up this land and built this amazing resort, you know, secluded. So we can't, there's no other place we can go. So we're going to this nice restaurant that's, at the resort, and um, I managed to get a table on the sand, managed. and I, I managed to get a, a reservation for sunset time, so it should be a really nice should dinner. should be really, really cool. It really wasn't hard to get. I think anybody can get it <laughs> if they want to. You walked up the two days before or a day before, and like, hey, can we sit there? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, can we go right at sunset? Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> but it's a really nice. Uh, it's the nicest restaurant in the resort. Yeah. And then it's right at sunset, and it's right next to the infinity pool on the west side, obviously, so you can see the sun setting over the Pacific. But it should be really good. Yeah. And then tomorrow's our last full day. And I think we're going to be spending it in the shade a little yeah. bit, probably. I got a little burnt today. He got a little toasty on his back. Uh, he didn't think to reapply on the back side of his body. And I <laughs> got some burnt. I mean, you looks like an abstract painting. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That's a great way to describe it. Yeah. The whole like right side of my body is like burned in some places, slightly red. And he thinks it's because I'm bad at applying sunscreen. But I think it's because the sun is so low here and it's always on the right side, always of the sky because it just goes like that. So the right side of my body is just super... Sunscreen. But it's not just on one side of you because it's splotchy on one side of you. That's how you know that you're not good at <laughs> No, <laughs> it's only right here and then it's my whole right side. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're about to go to dinner now. Leave here in like 20, 30 minutes. Have a really nice sunset dinner. Um, and then just kind of relax the rest of the night. Just I guess just gotta edit this up real quick. Shouldn't be too hard though. And then we'll go to dinner. Maybe have a few glasses of this nice champagne they left us, and uh, then watch a movie or something. And since it's my birthday, like Mimi said, I get to choose the movie, but Mimi gets to veto it, <laughs> which basically is a nice way of saying that Mimi gets to choose the movie. <laughs> You chose it last night. Yeah, but... I didn't veto it. Yeah, that's true. But you really like that. We watched a scientific documentary on um, different scientists going through their different crafts and then explaining it to other scientists. It was really cool. What was it called? Abstract thinking or like... The unknown. The, un the most unknown. The most unknown on Netflix. If you guys have that, I don't know if that's just available down here in the Oceania, but the, uh, the most unknown was a really good documentary if you're a nerd. Um, but yeah, let's go do it. Let's go have a good dinner and enjoy my B-Day, my 26th B-Day. And then we can enjoy it all again tomorrow when it's my American 26th B-Day. Is that a yes? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's catch you on the last one. This was Against All Odds Podcast. Peace. Peace. Peace.